we begin again. Allow me, if you will, to take you on a journey to a town that may resemble your own. This town, though, nestled in between mountains found in the Pacific Northwest, is not real. You won't find it on any maps. No stories or picture books of its pristine landscape and charm. For the sake of this story, it's an amalgamation of all small, friendly towns that defined America before the all-consuming expansion of the information age. A Springfield. Except that it's not. It's Kolok. For reasons that you may one day discover. I am your tour guide. Your unreliable narrator. Game master, if you like. Your chauffeur on the cerebral highway. You, podcast listeners, are my passengers. This show is recorded live weekly on twitch.tv slash hyperrpg and encourages viewership participation. Members of the audience, passengers, make up the town of Kolok and its surrounding areas. So please, buckle up and enjoy the show. Hello, and welcome to Kolak, America's heart. Life is generally easy in Kolak. The spirit of our small town is built around enjoying life, despite our technological empire. Kolak is like Paris. Art, music, and treasures of life are not just incidental. They are central to the spirit of our little town. This is a special gift for visitors and those who live in our vast green valley. Kolak's natural beauty can be thanked to the peaks that tower over us in our four corners, shielding us from the elements. Spend the day at Crater Lake, fed by the ever-flowing Riley River. America's heart. Enjoy our historic Main Street, or take a tour of our world-famous Shepherd's Winery. My favorite. Kolok prides itself in being a world leader in renewable energy and advanced medicine. All thanks to our most famous attraction, Synchroneity Tech. Many new families find their home in Kolok. Brought in to fill one of the country's most exciting genetic research facilities, many open roles. <laughs> Science is at the very soul of Kolok, unlike anywhere else in the world. Gated by nature itself. You found yourself back at the start. Prologue. We begin again. 12 p.m. March 8th, 1991. Principal Jenkins sits at his desk. Head in his palms, face down, labored breathing. He doesn't want to do this. He would rather do nearly anything. The idea of being one of the few to sit on the council board during tonight's emergency meeting after the loss of four of his own. He will need to find the strength to compose himself, he thinks. They will be watching him closest of all. They will want answers he knows that he will have none. How could he? How could he justify the loss of those taken too early? Not to mention the evil that has plagued this town with tragedy all week long. 
He feels a quick breath release, a sigh of relief. He knows at least those answers will not be his to answer for, but the kids. He will always feel as if the kids are his. He is their sworn protector. How could they have not been accounted for? How did a strange woman, a murderous woman, just remove them from his domain like that? Changes must be made, he thinks. Tomorrow, he thinks. He'll make the changes tomorrow. Today, today is for grief. His hands clasp the side of his face. A thought intrudes, a memory forcibly pushes itself to the front of his mind like a home invasion. Within a blink, a life of memories reclaimed. He lifts his head. Rachel Jewel? We begin again. 12 p.m. Kolok Funeral Home. Our passengers have just woken up, or at least their bodies have. They were never asleep, just somewhere else. Not how it appeared to be to the woman who has spent the last couple hours preparing their lifeless bodies for their funerals tomorrow morning. She has pressed her, bar her body as far as she can into the corner, scalpel in hand, her headphones on the ground, gently filling the dark, cold room with muffled music. Stay away. Stay away. Stay away from me. Hey, hey, hey. Cool down. Everything's fine. Whoa. Do we see Sky? Sky's uh, body. As mentioned at the end of the last episode, yes, Sky's body is technically in the back. It's uncovered, prepared just as the rest of you were. This woman, though in the back, she's quite surprised that these walking corpses don't seem too interested in her. She she's gonna wake up soon, so so don't don't do anything to her. How? She's gonna How wake is up she like gonna us. come back here? I don't know. We came back. It's possible for her to do two. I brought us back. Why did she take her hand off? I don't Agent know. Agent Bucket tries to speak. His voice too damaged to get any words out. He, he's becoming visibly frustrated. Can I still hear? Can he still send his thoughts to me? Would you like to communicate with Bucket? Yes. Why don't you roll a brains for me? Difficulty of four. Eleven. It's not going to be a problem for you at all. Okay. As you feel this link still existing between you and Agent Perry Bucket... He sends a piercing question. She stayed behind? She's, yes, she apparently took her hand off when we transferred. She's still in the last place we were. Your ego dimension. Why did, why did she do that? Wait, do you guys still remember Rachel? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, just, just checking. <laughs> remember everything. Remember everything that just happened. I wish I didn't. Agent Bucket frustratingly takes his hand and slams it onto a metal slab of tools that go flying against the wall. You hear a scream from the woman in the back that kind of snaps you back into realizing she's just sitting watching you all in the corner. <sighs> lady, uh, lady, 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 relax. Okay, we uh, 
might have looked like we were dead, but we weren't. We were just a little unconscious. People just jumped the gun really quickly. Are you demons? No, uh, no, 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 no. Are you ghosts? No. no. Are you going to kill me? No. 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 Can we get some freaking clothes? Yeah, that'd be nice. But trust me, everything's cool. You're, you could put the scalpel down. You put it down. We're not going to hurt you. I'm going to slowly walk towards her and slowly try to take the scalpel out of her hand. Just assuring her that we're totally safe and okay. As you go walking towards her, with each step, you start to feel a little kind of rumbling in your guts. Can you roll your grits for me? Difficulty of 10. Huh. Okay. <laughs> Seven. You have no tokens available. I do not. As you take two steps forward, you feel the urge rising as you vomit out some chemicals that you have a hard time placing. The, the foulness, the toxic taste of these as they exit your body, filling the floor around you. You feel weak, uh. tired. These bodies aren't necessarily in the best of shape. Are you okay, Marcus? No, I mean, they probably put everything in us. To, ugh. Why are we, why do we have make, you guys are covered in makeup. What? Yeah. yeah. Apparently they already put fluid in me. Leave it to my dad to Wait. get my face fully done up. Lady, did you think we were dead? <laughs> we're not, okay? Clearly. It's, it's hard to explain. But we are, we are alive, we are fine, you have nothing to worry about. Agent Bucket takes the metal tray that he had knocked off the table and a marker that's sitting over close to the door and writes on the tray, walking over to the woman on the ground. The tray, as he holds up, pointing to it, merely says, Where are my things? The woman fighting back the urge to run, points to a door in the corner of this room. It's a full covered door, no windows, kind of a metal slab door, dark green. There's just a plaque on the door that reads Brady Mickey. Brady Mickey? Who's that? I mean, does he have our clothes? I'm sure you're enjoying the show, but I need to get some underwear so, okay. on. Okay, uh... I go to knock on the door. Brady Mickey. An unsuspecting knock is heard on your door. You're currently sitting in your office desk, feet propped up, reading possibly. Most recent issue of Time Magazine, why not? The only person that you could possibly imagine knocking, though it's strange that she would knock in the first place, would be your assistant who you know is currently prepping the bodies for the funeral tomorrow morning. Darla, what do you want? I'm a little busy reading about the top 100 stones, somethings or others. I don't know. You uh, hear this ringing from out of the... What do you want? In a room. This isn't Darla! A voice you've never heard before. It does take you quite by surprise. What would you like to do? D Darla? You out there? She's out here. She just, uh, she needs her help. She's a little preoccupied. 
Hi. And who might this be? Mm, you, you should probably come out here. Darla, stay where you are, wherever you are. I'm coming. I approach the door. Brady Mickey walks up to the door. As you open it and slowly pull it towards you, you see on the opposing side four bodies standing, bodies that you had seen just moments before laying down. This woman who's currently speaking to you was in the middle of getting herself done up, and you can tell that she wasn't quite finished by the time she awoke. What the hell? Yeah, I don't know who did this to me, but you should fire her. It doesn't look that great. No, stop. What are you... How are you talking? Um, we're not so sure. Uh, we weren't dead yet. Yeah, we weren't... Yeah, we, we weren't, weren't dead. You we were dead. No, no. You hear a banging on a pot of metal as the FBI agent who you were asked to hold on to, keeping the cooler until the other agents could arrive, is holding one of your metal tool pans. But he's written in marker, "Where are my things?" as he's pointing to it fiercely. Ah, uh, uh, okay, sir, agent. There, I, I have him in my office. He blows past you without waiting for you to show him exactly where and starts rummaging through your things in your office looking for his stuff. Hey, can, Puckett, can you look for my stuff too? I, I really do not understand what is going on. I have been at this for decades. I I know a dead body when I see it. How, how, many, how many days were we... Uh, here. You would know that they had arrived just earlier this morning. So, not even one day. You came in this morning. Yeah, so, that's not that weird, right? I mean, people probably seem dead all the time, right? Kid, there's a difference between seeming dead and being dead. Well, Well, whoever checked our pulse, uh, they got a lawsuit coming. Yeah, we're very upset. That someone will be hearing about this. All right, now there's no need to press charges. None of that gobbledygook. All right, my assistant Darla, I've had to make her work uh, extra. <laughs> she runs out of the building through the double doors, exiting. It's a common mistake, Darla. It happens. I think you I, need a new assistant. I, I, I love her to death. You might be right. I think she's into me. Pardon the pun. Uh, you're 15. Yeah, she handed it to you. Speaking of, Agent Bucket exits the room, currently holding the white scrubs you were in outside of synchronicity while you were currently being held in quarantine, the last place that you know your bodies must have possibly been as you exited them, handing each of you your scrubs. He has put his suit back on, and he's now checking his pockets. Um, Brady, Mickey, just out of curiosity... Have you ever seen anything weird like this happen here before? Well, this is an interesting town, Kolok. I've had my fair share of uh, weird things happen. I'll tell you this. On Thursday, just this past Thursday, I was handed the body of Jane of Grace. Does that name ring a bell? Yeah, it does. Really? Because I handled her husband before, and uh, I 
tried my best, but uh, it is very hard to do an open casket uh, when a body's been through a wood chipper. The less said about that, the better. Uh, that's just a little, uh, you know, funeral humor. It's not humor, it happened, it's true. But, I like uh, that he went through the wood chipper. I think that is funny. Who was this kid? Oh, uh, that's Billy Baker. Yeah. He was in a coma. Agent Got Bucket it. walks up to you. Who did you talk to? He's holding a device up to his throat. His throat has been clawed out. You'd heard about this, of course, through some others, that he was one of the victims who had been stuck in Jaina Grace's basement. Who did you talk to? Who did I talk to? Did someone from my office call you? Well... Being a mortician, I don't really talk to very many people at all. Why was I in the freezer and not being prepped for funeral? I have an answer for that, actually. Roll your brains, difficulty of four. It's ten. Yeah, yeah uh, ten to here. Five. You remember Darla talking about the fact that this body had to be kept on ice because the agency was going to be sending someone down from Seattle to check out the body. You weren't they weren't happy with Synchronity's explanation. That's right. I do remember now. Yeah, so um so our friend over there she's probably going to wake up at some point like we did that doesn't seem too crazy now right that we've all woken up so is there anything we can do to like preserve her body yeah actually there is uh i i mean i guess if Why you guys can stay? we don't know that's a good question but for right now, we just make sure that her body does not, nothing happens to it. Because if she does come back, we don't want her coming back to a decomposing or messed up body. Yeah. We'll like, keep her body here. Fine. Just uh, keep it. There will it, be no funeral. Just keep it in with the other bodies. Keep it above freezing. All right. That's usually how we keep things uh, running here. Okay. Okay. I am so sorry. I thought you guys were dead. I mean... We were. We don't have to... No, no, no. Finish that thought. I think I'm myself here, correct? Yes. Yeah, we're all ours. We're back. In crying, I guess. How much does this guy need to know? Does it matter? I believe it does not. Well... So this is going to sound a little crazy, but we have been to other worlds, per se. Different variations of us. So you travel a lot. That's um, fine. I've been to Asia before. It's a with, great... This what? is a little bit different. More like we saw alternative versions of ourselves in other dimensions. I was not myself. I don't... Okay. <laughs> I haven't had my brandy yet. None of this is making sense. I it won't 
But what does make sense is that whenever we did that, wherever we left, that version of us died. And that's what happened to us here. When we went to other dimensions, our bodies here died. But then we came back here, so our bodies... <coughs> our bodies are now back. For the most part, apparently. Yeah, it could have brought us back a couple hours earlier. I didn't know. Do I have any tokens yet? Marcus Bennett has one token available. Okay. Just curious. <coughs> oh. So you traveled to and from other dimensions. What yeah. have you seen? Different versions of us. There was one where we killed someone. There was one where she and I were dating. I'm pretty sure I was cool in one of them. Surprisingly, this was the best one. Maybe not for Billy. Yeah. I... That's just... I mean... It's Kolog. I've heard weird stuff before. What? Well? It's important that I know. All right. You can trust him. Yeah, he's been really helpful for us. Can I get you anything? Do you want a drink? We would all like water. And maybe some coffee. Don't get him coffee. Understood. You don't get coffee. (sighs) Sorry, kid. Water. All right, let me go get you guys some water. And then you can finish telling me this crazy story that... Eh, I got my doubts. I have my doubts. Bailey Mickey exits the room... Possibly to get you water. Who knows? Maybe something else. I'm leaving. Where? I need to report to my field office. They're they're gonna be freaking out. Like we even kind of look dead. But they must know something because they put him on ice and are coming down here. Yeah, we're gonna let us be buried six feet under. Why didn't they put us on ice? Yeah, because right? they know something. They have to know something to keep his body intact. <laughs> need to know something. Are they coming this way? Are they coming to get your body? Most likely. So is there any way they could possibly be reinforcements? Shouldn't we send them to investigate Synchronity? Of course. But I need to speak to my supervisor. Is there a phone or anything in the room? Roll your brains. Difficulty of five. (laughs) Four. You said I have one token, right? Marcus Bennett has one token available. (sighs) I will use it. As much as I need it for something else, I will use it. There's a light green rotary phone hanging on the wall by the double doors at the exit. There's a phone right right there. Agent Bucket. To call your supervisor. And I just, I'm just, I'm just on all fours, like. I think it's best if I see them, given the current predicament. What are we supposed to do? Everybody thinks we died. Do we go home? We should call someone. If not your supervisor, then who? Who can we trust with this kind of information? God forbid anyone outside sees us. Wait, so everybody thinks we're dead? Yeah. So like our parents and stuff? Yeah. Yeah. So they're probably going to freak out if they see us alive. 
I think you need water, man. You're not looking too good. How do we know we could trust that guy with all of that information? He I just left the room. don't know. I, I didn't want to say anything. Yeah, Perry. Why are you saying all that stuff? We can't just go around trusting everybody. I don't think it matters. How could it not matter? Why would it matter? Look. None of it apparently matters. We're just infinite copies of a copy of a copy of a copy. Yeah, but we're the we're the ones that We're the original. Yeah. Everything's a copy of us. We're the ones that matter. I mean, except me, I'm like I'm put here, I don't matter, but you shut up. Look, we've all gone through a lot. We're freaking out, but let's just look at the basics here. Everyone thinks we're dead. So either we have to continue being in secret while they still think that we're dead to figure out what's going on, or at some point this information is going to go out, and that's going to make everything just as crazy as what we just went through ourselves. I think we should try and avoid all that chaos, for now at least. So who can we go to that we can actually trust? Bailey, Mickey walks back in the room. Did you go to get waters, in fact? I did. Here, some water to your friend. And between yourself you. and myself here, Bailey McGee, did you do anything else while you were out there or just collect waters? <sighs> I had a weird memory. And this is going to sound crazy to you guys. But my grandmother used to tell me stories of how the dead would walk in Kola. Tell these crazy stories. Granted, she had pretty... Uh, severe Alzheimer's, but she would ramble on and on about her love, my grandfather, and something about him dying and being born anew. And then he was missing his index finger? I'm sorry. This is going to sound nuts. Is anyone here missing their index finger? Yeah. A lot of people in this town. Oh my god. Wait, so, uh, just question. You would know of the town's general kind of... Majority of the town. People who were born here, their relatives. You yourself would be missing an index finger, as well as many others in the town. Yes, Marcus. That's what I was going to ask. Does he have a missing index finger? Yes. Okay. Yeah, uh... I think your grandma... Grandma, you said? Grandmother. I think, um... She was probably on to something, as we've learned. Uh, some There's some weird stuff going on. She did always tell me that the dead would walk in Kolok, and you look pretty dead. Well, Besides the whole moving thing. Well, here's the thing. We're dead and came back into our own bodies, but there are some others that walk among us where others have died for them to come back for a price. The price probably being your and all the other residents' fingers. Pounds of flesh, you might say. Hmm. One more time, sir. You owe a debt. It sounds like a lot of this town does. What kind of debt do I owe? For your grandfather. What did my... What did my grandfather do? 
Did he? Did I'll he? let you live if you help these kids. They I, I, need help. I don't know if we needed to resort to threatening him right away. Yeah, I don't like your tone, sir. Thing, whatever you are. I need to leave. They will need help. We really do. I like the part about you leaving. I'm very okay with that. And if you guys need help, um, I mean, God, your funeral's tomorrow. Tomorrow morning. You have to cancel it. It can't happen. We won't be there. All right. Tell you what. Tell you what I'll do. I have a hearse. You can ride around with me. I can't believe I'm saying this. In my hearse. Shotgun. <laughs> That's great. We, he could take us somewhere and we could stay hidden. We'll have to keep low for a while until we clear this all up or figure out a way to. Well, my parents are usually working, so it might be possible that my place is empty. But other than, but then again, my parents are part of the reason why we went through this in the first place. I bet everyone's home right now. I mean, we just died, so they're pro- everyone's probably mourning or whatever. Well, then where can we go where it wouldn't be connected? I mean, would one of our friends be a good place? I mean... Uh, you guys are my friends. Aw. I could... I, <laughs> shut up! <laughs> Sorry, I gotta put some levity in the fact that I feel like I'm still dying even though we're not dead. <coughs> I could call Tibby. Oh, God. I mean, he'd probably shit his pants, but... He probably would. But sadly, but he's, he's probably one of our probably, best places to go. He's probably the first person to believe that I died and came back to life. He's got a point. I'm willing to risk it. Yeah, let's hop in the hearse. Take them to the child's house. If anything happens to them, I will kill you. He's serious. I love my choices. Sounds like I don't really have much of one. All right, kids. Let's just make this quick, I guess. I don't know. We really do appreciate it. Uh, I'd offer a price, but, uh, you know, I, I, I don't think you guys have much. Uh, we don't have money. Yeah. I think you staying alive sounds like it's your price. Oh, not you, too. You're on his side. I'm just saying he said he's going to kill you, so I think the price is pretty set in stone there. Bucket. Whatever. <laughs> See? All right, I think he needs to go figure out his life. Well. If and when I get approval and know that everything's okay at headquarters, I will come back for you. And we still have the connection if you need to reach out. At least I think I still do. Yes. Okay. Good. We are bonded, Marcus. I've bonded to many things in this Ew. town. Not like that. Shut up. That's pretty gross. thought you were my friend. <laughs> All right. Let's get in the hearse. Wait. But, I mean, we, we're covered in, like, this makeup. What if someone sees you driving around a bunch of dead-looking kids? He would, we'd be driving around dead bodies in a hearse. I think they so would be able to put it all together. pretend to be dead? Yeah. If someone shows up, we just close our eyes. Just lay down. But I'm going to be shotgun. That'd be weird. Well, then, Maybe you shouldn't sit in the front. No, I called shotgun. That's the rules. Well, that then we'll the rule. stick, a, stick a casket in the shotgun with you then. Let's just go. Okay. Yeah. Ugh. Wasting time. I get it. Let's go. Yeah, you're not doing well. Let's go. 
Yeah, please don't do that in my hearse. Okay. <sighs> yeah, I'm Very starting to feel to sick. We may have to make a couple stops along the way. How many tokens do I have? <laughs> Marcus Bennett has nine tokens available. <laughs> oh, he does? Yes, I would have told you if you asked. <laughs> <laughs> I would like then to use two of those tokens for quick healing. Oh, oh damn. Marcus Bennett uses two of his tokens to regain some sense of composure. Maybe he vomited all the embalming fluid out of his body. You still feel a little weak, tired. There's no way you could bring yourself back to 100% for there is no 100% anymore. Your body was dead for 18 hours. Fair enough. But I at least am able to get back on my two feet. I don't yes. have to be on all fours anymore. All right, guys, I think I think I got it all out of me. I'm good. Let's go. Yeah, let's go. As the three of you get inside of this long, dark, black hearse crawling into the back of the vehicle, Agent Bucket stays behind. He watches you leave, never leaving eyes fixated as you make your way down the road. Where are you going? All right, so where'd you kids want me to take you to? A friend? Yeah, where would Tibby be right now? We need to go to Tibby Devon's house. Do you know the Devon's residence? Roll your brains, difficulty of three. This should be no problem for you. You I do, do. You do, in fact, know. Posing end of town, couple streets over. Not a problem. Okay. Here is the Devon's residence. Is there a car in the driveway? Does it look like anybody's home? There is no car in the driveway. You're taking a risk here, Billy Baker. It is a Friday, currently midday. School should be in session, but who knows? Do I have any tokens? A bunch of kids did die yesterday. Any tokens for Billy? Billy Baker has four tokens available. Guys, stay here. I'm going to go knock on the door. Uh... If the coast's clear, you guys can follow, but I'll be right back. Uh, I want to use two tokens to be unassuming and run to, run to his door and knock on it. Billy Baker sneaks his way out of the back of the hearse. Unassumingly, somehow, as a corpse wearing a bright white shirt, <laughs> making his way up to the front of the building. Just no one cares. <laughs> Instead of knocking on the door, you do peer in through the front window. You do see Tibby. He's sitting in the living room, crying into a large bowl of cereal. <laughs> Wanna knock on the window? Hello? Waving through the window. Hello? Tibby! Tibby, it's Billy. Come on. I'm not dead. Tibby, I've told you weirder shit. Let's go. <laughs> no one's here. Tibby. No one's here. I'm not a ghost. Yes. 
I'm imagining it. I'm sad. I'm very sad. This is all in my head. This is real. Are you freaking done, Tibby? Let's go. Fuck. Come here. Oh, no, go away. What are you? Wait, Tibby, are you crying because you think I'm dead? You're dead. I didn't sleep last night. I'm dream. This is make believe. This is stupid. Were you stupid. were you sad? Were you sad that I died? Tibby, just come outside. Tibby stands from the couch, drops the bowl of cereal onto the floor, never taking his eyes off of you through the window. He walks up to the front door. Before the door unlocks, you do hear kind of this rustling of things moving around. The door opens, but before you see Tibby and before the door opens too far, it's preceded by the barrel of a shotgun. Shaking, of T- course. Tibby, are you pointing a gun at me right now? Door opens, revealing the rest of Tibby as he turns the corner. So you're telling me... You we're all sad that uh, I died, you thought I died, and you're crying about it. And the first thing you do when you find out I'm not dead is try to kill me? Is that, is that how you're going to solve zombie. this problem? Zombie! I'm not a zombie. I just have, like, funeral makeup on because I thought I was dead. We're not dead. It's as simple as that. Roll your charisma. Difficulty of... Well, your charm. Charm. <laughs> Roll your charm. Difficulty of 12. Mm, 17. <laughs> Billy? Yeah, Billy. You're dead. I'm not. You're dead. Nope. You're dead. Uh-uh. You're dead. No, they just thought we were dead. Okay, I'll tell you the truth, okay? I've told you the truth and you've believed me. We can do this sort of... Oh, I gotta bring my dead friends. What? You're... So you're dead. You, I, you, you just admitted you're dead, Billy. Mickey and Marcus and the funeral director, morgue guy. Uh, they're in this hearse. They're gonna come inside. We need a place to lay low for a bit. Bailey's waving from the hearse window. <laughs> as you see, Marcus and Mickey pulling their heads out towards the front. Did you really just call us your dead friends while trying to prove that we're not dead? Tibby drops the gun. (laughs) (laughs) You're all all dead and you're riding around in a hearse. This is... Tibby, no. No. Stay in the car. I'll I'll shoot. Oh, God. Has he ever held a gun before? Yes. That's a no. I I don't think so. No. Tibby, we need to come inside. No, We're not dead. You're dead. I'll, I'll explain no, everything. You're no, dead. I'm not dead. You, you're dead. I'm not dead. Look, the the funeral director guy, he he understood our story. He around dead bodies. I... Listen, kid, kid, they're only yelling this, of course, from the driveway <laughs> out into the you know just emitting this through the yard as Tibby sits in the front entryway. Kid, it's okay. I've seen weirder shit. They're fine. I haven't! I'm not getting out of this car until he puts that gun away. Tibby, we gotta put the gun away. We gotta come inside. We're not gonna hurt you. We just need your help. Because, again, 
You're my Alfred, man. This is home base. This is the back cave. Fuck you, zombie Billy. Don't use that against me. That's not fair. I'm not. We need your help. I'm coming in. No, no. So I just realized I'm, I'm that I'm, I'm way bigger than Tibby, <laughs> so I'm just going to run out and grab him and just take us all inside. Well, there is quite the distance between the street and the doorway. Yeah. Since you've declared that action, I would like you to roll your fight. <laughs> okay. Oh, no. Roll your fight. Difficulty of seven. All right. Four. Uh, do I still have tokens, though? Marcus Bennett has seven tokens. I Ooh. will use three of them. <laughs> Marcus Bennett exits the hearse and starts running up to the front as Tibby goes to pick up the shotgun, Mm-mm. scrambling, nervous, as you put your foot on the gun before he can grab it. <sighs> it's all good, Tibby. He kind of moves backwards quickly, shuts the door, and you hear... As three different locks go out, and he's now looking through the window. Leave! Go away! Is that what you really want? You're dead, man! We're not dead. I'm standing here talking to you. That's not how death works. Look, man. We all just woke up from thinking we were dead. And we talked this... So you were in a... You were dead, and you, and you woke up. You're a zombie. I said you were a zombie. No. No. You're a zombie. Zombies want to eat brains. We're not hungry. Who, how do I mean, you we're know? Kinda, we just woke up from thinking we were dead, and the first place we wanted to come was to you. Do you yeah. realize how important that makes you? Don't that, doesn't that make you feel cool now? We trusted you. You are the man, Tibby. We could have gone anywhere else. We didn't go to our parents. We didn't go to school. We went to you, Tibbs. It's even cooler if you'd let us explain everything. This we'll even call like you, you Tibbs. This sounds you came to me because you think I'm the only person crazy enough or stupid enough to let three dead people and a weird old dude that hangs out with bodies into my house. Or cool enough to know that you're the one that can help us out so that we can get out of the situation to make all of us go back to normal. And then when it all goes back to normal, Tibbs... Guess who'll be the one who did it, and guess who'll be the one to hang with us afterwards to say, I'm the guy that brought these guys back to their normal lives. That could be you. There could probably be like a parade in the town, ticker tape everywhere. They might even have a National Tibby Day. If you help us right now. Tibby. It is quite intrigued your proposal. (laughs) Can you roll your charm difficulty of seven? Seven. Woo. Tibby exits from the door. You see him kind of disappear into his house. You hear some moving around coming from inside. As he then walks back a few moments later, he's got a piece of paper and a crayon in his hand. He's crudely written in crayon on this piece of paper as he puts it up against the window. You can read it. It says, I, Marcus Bennett... Hereby swear that if Tibby lets me in, I will forever, forever be referred to as Marcus's boy in public. Take the deal. That's Marcus. all you. Gang expands. Well, I've already got a squirrel in my crew, so yeah. I, Marcus Bennett, saw no. this. What? He slides it under the door. <laughs> barely kind of peeks open the door as you see a red crayon kind of 
push through. Oh, I'm through. signing this? Sign it! Do I need a notary public as well? Is crayon legally one? binding? Are you notary public? I'm many things. That is not one of oh, them. Oh, damn. <laughs> All right. There you go. Sign. Putting it back in. Make a copy. You are now my boy. You're my homie. You're my friend. You're my pal. Whatever. Can you let us in, please? Tibby takes the piece of paper. The door shuts once again. You watch as Tibby goes into the kitchen, starts rummaging through a drawer, takes out a camera, puts this piece of paper down onto the table, <laughs> stands on a chair, takes two pictures. I'm going to regret this. You know, I'm not so sure crayon's legally binding. As he then takes the camera, he shows it to you, uh-huh. and then he exits the room, and you hear something going on in another room somewhere in the house, and then he comes back. He hit it. He's pretty diligent. Okay. As he then walks up to the door and unlocks all three locks. As he opens the door, he starts to back away. He's quite frightened by all of you. He opens it, but he does move to the other side of the room as he just kind of stands in the corner. All right, Tibby. That was a smooth move and all, but you realize if you're Marcus's boy, that makes you cooler than me, and you're going to stop hanging out with me, so kind of offended. You hang out with Marcus. Yeah. Yeah, right now. But... I feel like you guys are kind of a package deal. So are we cool yeah. now or are you not cool? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're coming in. You got any guns? Only the one on the porch. It's dad's gun. You need to put it back. I'm going to put back the gun because we don't want to have that around. As Marcus Bennett walks in, he kind of lays it down. Next to the clock, tall clock standing by the front door. All right, listen up. Pretty easy to explain here. So, Mickey has superpowers, and we can, like, dimensional hop and stuff between dimensions. I feel like I should be the one to share that information. Yeah, go ahead. I have superpowers that sends us to other dimensions, but when we leave, our bodies get left behind, dead, and then we came back. So we came back into our dead bodies. So what you should take away from that is I can kill you, too, if you tell this to anybody else. Zombies? No, not not exactly. No, yeah, we're just, alive. You just said you were dead. Dimension hopper. Okay, well, let's get but, into what makes a zombie a zombie. How much time do you have to talk about it? I don't think mm-hmm. we have that much time. We don't. That's we're alive. We we're in our current bodies. We have our minds. We're not craving brains. For now. But we're just trying to figure out how to get us back to a normal situation here, because everyone in this town thinks that we're dead. Yeah, I'm going to your funeral tomorrow. That's not going to happen. We're not having a funeral tomorrow. Obviously. <laughs> Wait. Tibby. Dead Billy. Do you remember Rachel? Yeah. It worked for that everybody. Worked? About an hour ago. I did that. And then I remembered you telling me about Rachel and me saying, whatever, man, you're crazy. And then I was like, Billy's dead. And I started crying into my cornflakes again. Again? You crying a lot? Hey, you're my best friend and you died. What the fuck, man? Yeah, man, I, I, I'd cry too. But... And then I remembered Rachel and I remembered how you had this huge crush on her and you would talk that's about how not, bad you wanted to... Wait, it's not what? Tr- no, that's not true, like, Marcus. We should poison Marcus and stuff, so... I never what? said that. What the hell, See, man? Look at, look at his face. It's super fucked up. That's the Tibby I know. No, I... I, wanna, I, I just want to punch him in the, in the, in the, in the shoulder. 
Roll your fight. Really? Don't kill him. Really? <laughs> five. Really? Kill me. For Billy? <laughs> you miss and hit me in the chin. Two! Come on! It's Billy! Marcus, you have four tokens available. No! Not that! It's <laughs> oh. not worth... Oh, wait. Is it going to hurt me if I don't do it right? No, it will hurt him. Okay, oh. good. Yeah, good. I want to punch him. Oh, okay. Your body goes flying across <laughs> the <floor. laughs> You take four hits of damage. Son of a what? bitch! You were okay. crushing Mark on my girl this whole you time? You need to calm down. I didn't mean to. Did you have some... Is this the reason why all this is going on? Was this some, like, weird attempt to go to another no, dimension where honestly. you two are together? No, definitely I, not. Hey, yeah. M Mar Marcus, I, w I was... I was he, he, he liked Rachel, but we didn't talk about poisoning you. That, I made that up. I want to make sure you were the real Billy. I had a crush on her, but I was like, I'm not going to act upon that. I'm like he 15, understood, man. He understood that we were just kids and she was a teenager w that was developed. Okay. That's, that's a weird way to say it. Yeah, it is. <laughs> like, like, Again, the, I'm I already in punchy mode, Timmy. Come on now. I thought you were my boy. Don't say things like that. And that's for you. You better get us out of this mess with your powers and whatever. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, so I think I can kind of like make people remember stuff or make people see stuff. It's a weird thing where there's all these dimensions and I can grab stuff from them and put them in front of you. So now you remember Rachel. You're welcome. But you, you, you couldn't bring her back? No, she's gone. She wasn't with us. But you came back. <sighs> she's it's a whole a, other kind of gone. It's a different kind of thing. Yeah, that's messed up. I'm sorry we crushed on your girlfriend, Marcus. I know that's not cool, especially when I'm your boy. It's all right, ma'am. I mean, to be quite honest, even though we remember Rachel now, it's still kind of fuzzy how that all went about in the first place. It wasn't a very long-term thing. I just feel bad that, that maybe in some weird way if I would have had that night with her, that maybe that, I don't know, maybe I could have stopped all of this from happening for her. Wait, she wanted to hang out with you the night she disappeared and you said no? Yeah, she it's was totally to. your fault. Tibby, what the heck? What the hell is that She was to be, also Tibby? at my place tutoring me. Then and I didn't say. Your fault, too. Shut up, Tibby. Sorry, I'm just emotional. You're, yeah. You were dead. Like, Control your emotions. Alright, so... Do, do you want some water or Kool-Aid? I got Kool-Aid in the fridge. I would actually love some Kool-Aid, because I have just weirded the fuck out with this whole scenario. Okay, what I'll, color Kool-Aid? Red? Okay. What kind is red, though? Is it cherry or black cherry? Because that black it's cherry red, shit tastes dude. like cough medicine. It's just red. Kool-Aid is red. We just call it red. You know yeah. that. Every time you argue with my mom about this, she, she gets so mad. She's no, like, who does Billy think he is? Black cherry tastes like cough medicine. But cough a, medicine is specifically black cherry flavor. I don't like it. Black cherry is purple Kool-Aid. Yeah, black cherry is black cherry. Red is red. It's different. Red is red. It's red is the most, Yeah, it's the most common flavor. You got like cherry, strawberry, watermelon. That could all be red. No. It's, but that's what. It's, it's just, just one red. red. Everyone knows this. Billy, you gotta stop doing this every time you come over here. Tibby, just really yeah, just me. get the Kool-Aid. Tibby exits towards the kitchen. So what do you think we should do? We're like we're looking really dead. Can you do our makeup better? Or how do how do I mean 
Yeah. You see what? What are you pointing like, at? We're looking at you. Looking like Beetlejuice over here. Have you here. seen yourself? No, actually. Oh, can I? Grab but a if mirror? you keep staring, I'm gonna send you into another dimension and leave you for dead. Can I grab a mirror and show her what she looks like? I'm gonna have you roll your brains before you do that. <laughs> sure, that's difficult to four. Yeah, why not? Ten. You find a mirror. Uh huh. What you do? You're going to another dimension. Why does she look like that and we don't? Were you not done with hers? Do we look like that underneath? Darla did all that, okay? I have no say in this matter. I gotta get to Darla to figure that out. Mickey remembers waking up while Darla was in the middle of putting her makeup on. It's quite likely that the two of you look exactly like that underneath, but your makeup's finished. Oh. Maybe we got some blue eyes, too. Well, for what the, the parts that she did finish, I'm not so happy about it. Why did they put makeup on dead people's bodies? Well, it's all about the presentation, you know. For, for who? Oh, for the, for the living. Were we supposed to be like an open casket or something? You were. It's kind of my specialty. When I can do it. Doesn't always work out, of course, but I pride myself on my open casket preparation abilities, yes. Wow. This is really weird, guys. Here you go, everybody. Red. I've got some red. So then what are we supposed to do? I mean, how do we continue living in a world where everyone believes that we're dead? Do we just stay in hiding for the rest of our lives and make them just believe it? Make some excuse of why we can't have a funeral of our bodies, like our bodies disappeared? What are our parents going to say? Do you think maybe our bodies will... Start to look normal again? I hope so. I mean, I'm feeling a little bit better since we first woke up, but who knows? I mean, has any would anything would have happened to our bodies in that time period of being dead that would hurt us? You guys put things inside our bodies, right? I threw up a bunch of stuff. As you say this, I'm going to have Mickey Jones roll her crit for me. Difficulty of 15. Oof. Ooh. Woof. Just the thought of something. Someone. <laughs> <laughs> <It's a one. laughs> yeah. I had a 20. <laughs> yeah, that's... Oh that's you, you just start vomiting. Oh, God. On the floor as embalming fluid just... <gasps> Covers Tibby's. Fl- oh, oh, Tibby, oh. what you put in that Kool-Aid? You have dead person fluid on the floor. <laughs> oh, I'm so dead. How do you cl- how do you clean up dead oh, fluid? God. I was gonna oh, say. Oh, Tibby, I'm so that sorry. Come out. That does not go come to out. the bathrooms in the down the hall. Okay, go. I'm gonna Vomit go to the bathroom. In the bathroom. Oh my god. I go to the bathroom. And I didn't realize she was gonna get that freaked out by how she looked on her face. Wait, is it true that dead people can't control their bowels? What? Yes. That is very true. Remember, we learned about this in science class, like your muscles relax after you die and you shit yourself. Yeah, it seems very funny in school. Ha ha, hee hee. Do it for 30 years and uh, come oh. back to me. Tell me how funny that is. You have to clean it. Every time. <laughs> oh, it's still funny? <laughs> you wipe my butt. <laughs> and this is why I never had kids and never will have kids. He, he wiped all our butts. <laughs> Unbelievable. I'm, I'm not laughing at the fact that he wiped my butt. <laughs> <laughs> I pride myself on that. Mickey Jones makes her way I'm into sure the restroom. I'm sure you great work. You can kind of hear her 
continuing to throw up for a little bit in the restroom. And she then catches a look of herself in the mirror. Oh, God. I'm going to take all this makeup off. I probably look better without it. Oh, God. Mickey Jones begins wiping the makeup off of her skin. I definitely don't look better underneath. Oh, God. The more she wipes the makeup off, the more it just reveals blue dead skin underneath. Well, now I'm committed to taking all of it off. As she's continuing to wipe her face off in the mirror, we'll go back out to the living room for just a moment. As you hear a car pulling up in the driveway. Oh! Uh. Shh. Sh- shit. Shit. Uh. What is Timmy it? Timmy runs to the window looking outside. Oh, oh god. Uh. 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 My, my mom's home. Oh, uh. No. Oh, fuck. Oh, uh. fuck. Uh. I can't have dead people in here. Is there anything so we can hide? And there's a hearse in the driveway. Uh, we better hide it. And, and uh, you were talking to Tibby about funeral arrangements because Tibby's important to me or something. And we're going to go to the garage? Why did you drag me into this? I'll talk to her. You all have right. to go. You have to get out of here. Uh, but, but. All right. Go out the back. The old dead body guy can talk to my mom. Okay. Yeah. All right. To the Just back. Get out. Yeah, we're going to run don't, out the back. Don't, don't forget the one in the bathroom. Hey, Mickey. Yeah. We gotta go. On my way. Mickey comes running out of the bathroom. As you see Mickey's face as she exits the bathroom, it immediately takes you off guard. She Whoa. definitely... Whoa. Whoa. What's up, what Smurfette? I, I know. I know. Yeah. Quit staring. Take a picture. It'll last longer. I'm firing Darla. That's, you should. Yeah. That's horrendous. All right. Well, <laughs> either way, we gotta get out of here. Timmy's parents are, are showing up. All right. You... Exit out the back as the door starts to open. Tibby very quickly like, ah, just be cool, be cool, be cool. Hi, Mom. This is... Funeral Man. <laughs> the name's Mickey. Hi. Hi, what are you doing in my house? I know. This Mr. Looks, Mickey? This looks very strange. I can assure you there is a perfectly normal, logical explanation for a hearse in your driveway... Bye, Mom. I'll let you adults talk it out. As Tibby runs to his room. (laughs) All right. Well, uh, I was. uh, Well, you're in your my house with my son. I I I I sure am. Uh, I am the town mortician, and uh, the the funny story. (laughs) He he uh, he comes barging in. Isn't that right? He come. Oh, he went out the back. It's just you. You're the only one. You're there by yourself. (laughs) Well, you see, as you're looking over her shoulder, as she is coming through the front, you see the three (laughs) corpses making their way into the hearse that's parked outside. Ma'am, have you ever thought about your own funeral arrangements? So you were here... She begins placing her groceries down next to the clock. You were here talking to my son about funeral arrangements? Yes, absolutely. It's a new service uh, that we provide. 
Very cheap. And very smart. You were talking to my son. Seems like a bright young lad. He's 14. He's an idiot. All the more reason to think about funeral insurance. (laughs) (laughs) I would like you to leave. We'll probably see you tomorrow. I... I uh, yes yes uh, oh for the funeral tomorrow yes <laughs> yes because a funeral is absolutely uh, taking place tomorrow and definitely has not been called off. What is wrong with you? Four kids are dead, and you're here talking to my son. You think my son can handle any more of this emotional torment? Like, what do you? What's wrong with you? Uh, okay, first off, you're right. I don't have kids. I don't get kids. I don't like kids. I prefer talking to the dead. They're better listeners. <laughs> That's a little mortician humor. Get the fuck out of my house. <laughs> <laughs> right away. And think about that funeral insurance. <laughs> Tibby, come here. We got to talk. <laughs> As the door closes after you exit. As you get back in the hearse, they're all sitting in the back waiting for you. Well, that worked out great. As you look in your rear view, you see, of course, the bright blue dead face of Mickey Jones staring back at you first. I can see all of your reactions to my face. You look super You're not hiding them at all. So this is what you look like under your makeup. Well, I'm going to keep my makeup on then. Yeah, Yeah, that's probably a good idea. Smart kid. Should we get you like a little white hat? Or like a... (laughs) No, I'll just pretend I'm in a... Show that I have to be a zombie for. <laughs> Did we leave Sky's body out? No, we put it away. We got to, we got it taken care of. Did we put it away? Oh, okay. All right. Well, I'm just worried that. What? She'll look like me? No, she's oh. uh, she's cooling off. <laughs> That's more mortician humor. I got plenty of it. <laughs> uh, so but seriously, if you want a paper bag, I got some paper bags <laughs> in the back. This is Maybe very you hard. should keep your eyes on the road. It's. I'm trying. I'm trying, sweetheart. It's really tough. Woof. <laughs> Where would you all like to head next? Guys, there's a... There's a weird old guy. Something wrong with his voice. He lives out in the woods in a tent. Oh, yeah, that seems like a logical place to go after all this. Well, the thing is, I saw him before everyone remembered Rachel. And he remembered Rachel. You Have you never brought it up did? before? I've... I didn't know if it was important or not, and it's kind of out in my, like, secret place. I go out there sometimes to think. And this is not the guy dropping Cheetos down, is it? No, I don't think so. I mean, there's a lot of old, weird dudes in this town, so I'm just trying to make sure we get clarified which one is which. Yeah, there are a lot of weird kids in this town from the sounds of it. Uh, just a few of us. Anyway, it seems like he's outside of all of this weird dimensional stuff or something. So he might be able to tell us what we could do? It's worth a shot. At this point... Everyone else is going to freak out when they see us. Fair enough. So is that where you would like to go? Yeah. He's in the woods on the other side of the winery. Billy Baker instructs the mortician to start taking the hearse that direction. As you drive over the river the other side of town you notice some dark storm clouds coming in quite unusual in fact you can see them building over the mountain ranges is it gonna is it gonna rain nah not this time of year no yeah 
It never does. You park the hearse in the general parking area outside the winery. Now, there is a specific place, Billy Baker, that you go, but why don't you go ahead and roll me your brains difficulty of seven? Well, you know what? You come over to this side of town quite a bit. We'll say four. Difficulty of four. Four! Great. Uh, do I have any tokens? Billy Baker has four tokens available. I'll save them. You know the usual route that you take is on the other side of the winery, but you did see him come from the other direction, further west on that hillside, so it's quite possible you could avoid the winery altogether and avoid being spotted if you follow the tree line up on the west side. So if we if we go a little bit further towards the west, we can uh, we can probably get around the winery here. He's on the other side of this field. All right. All right. Well, since I am in the woods, I'm just gonna try a little call real quick, and I lean over and I go. You hear nothing in this moment for now. <laughs> it's worth a shot. What was that? I was trying to call it sketchy. So oh. we're going in the woods. I figured maybe he would know something about the area, but it's not. Maybe he thinks I'm dead, so maybe he's not even hearing what I'm calling him. Hey, can you talk to squirrels? I've been known to dabble. You dabble in squirrel talk. Roll your brains. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you don't know what to get into. Roll your brains. Difficulty of eighteen. Uh, oh wait, difficulty of eighteen. Yes. That's, it's a D10. I'm aware. (laughs) (laughs) You might roll a 10 and it explodes. Uh, You're lying. You've never dabbled talking to squirrels. You're just trying to look cool in front of these dead kids. (laughs) Formerly dead. Whatever you'd like to say to make yourself feel more comfortable. It seems like literally everyone in this town can secretly talk to squirrels. I, I don't think he can talk to squirrels. I think he's just trying to stay sane from all this. You guys can both talk to squirrels, and you don't believe that someone else can talk to squirrels? We've already met someone who can't talk to squirrels, but thought they could talk to squirrels. <laughs> Oof. <laughs> Two peas in the pod, am I right, kid? Yeah. Well, let's go in the I woods. I guess so. Uh, you know, we should sing a little song just to get us through the woods. I was thinking, la, 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 la. Are you okay? your brains. What? Pull your brains for me. You're currently a dead man walking around trying to keep a low profile. <laughs> but I'm making fun of her blue face. Yeah, good for you. Roll the, with Was the 12. Was that a reference I didn't understand? 15! I mean, she probably doesn't even know what I'm singing anyway. No. I get that reference. I didn't. <laughs> you look like a smurf. No! Oh. Well, that's for just you, rude. No one hears you as you sing aloud. Going okay, up this so I sing it really close to her ear. Can I punch him? If that's where we're going in this episode, <laughs> uh, let's just remember again how dangerous it is to fight people. All so right, please. I won't punch him this okay. time. I'm sorry. I couldn't help myself. I'm just, just trying wait to... until that makeup wipes off later on. All right. It's not going to last forever. Well, if it makes you feel better, you make a nice looking smurf. Thanks. <laughs> I'd say <I> guess. nothing. <laughs> uh, Marcus Bennett, roll your charm difficulty. <laughs> roll your charm difficulty of 12. <sighs> Four. You're really bad at this. <laughs> she does not feel better. No. And you're pissing her off. 
shut up. I'm I'm, I'm going to just keep walking. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to walk further up the line away from her. You make your way up into the woods. As you do, you start to hear the rumble of thunder in the distance as the clouds continue to kind of grow, getting darker and blacker up on the mountainside. Well, that's strange. I have never seen that before. Am I still in the hearse or am I out in the woods? I'm going to say you walked with him. Okay. Might as well. (laughs) Screw it. (laughs) Curiosity's getting the best of you. As you make your way into those woods, you do hear the faint sound of chopping coming from deeper in. An axe on wood. It's probably him. Rhythmic. You didn't mention he has an axe. I don't think he's going to hurt us. But if you guys want me to go first, I can go first. If you guys want to stay back a bit, I could I could yell for you. I should go last. Okay. It's yeah, probably. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go. But if something gets weird, remember you guys got some kind of powers that you can use against you. So. Yeah. Billy Baker leads the group, walking up towards the sound of the axe chopping. The rest of you kind of follow in tow as Mickey Jones stays a little bit further behind, watching as you walk up this hillside. Billy... You cross a couple trees where you can now see a stump, the log on it, the axe still in it. No sign of the man. Gerard? Are you out here? I'm not I'm not trying to hurt you. I I saw you a few days ago. Mickey. You hear a branch snap behind you. You turn see a man the long gray beard standing staring at you um how do you how do you know that I've been waiting for you for me why all of you You don't want to talk to Billy? He's... How do you know who I am? You... Are... Like... Billy... Yeah, I guess... How do you know all of this? I... Am... A... Stonemason... We've heard that before. What does that mean? I go to call out for Billy and the rest of the group. You hear from further down the hill, Mickey Jones' cries of your names. I would say this sends you all turning and running directly back towards her. As you see her, you realize she is in no immediate danger, and the man waits for you all to arrive. Uh, Billy, I think I found your friend. Yeah, this is the guy. Hey. Hello, Billy. Gerard, I, I did what you said, remember? I, you remember Rachel, right? Yes. Everyone else remembers her now, too. Yes, Billy. So, Thank you. Now what? He mentioned he's a stonemason. What? I don't remember what that means. I don't know what that means. We never learned what that means. We just heard it once. 
successful we hoped how many of you are there 33 and where are the others for a couple days, I guess, and we're looking kind of dead. Kind of. I hadn't noticed. You don't have to lie. It's a good joke. Do you, have you seen this kind of thing before? What do we What do? we do? No. I have not. Well, what about these clouds? A storm is coming. How do we do that? You broke the illusion. Broke the illusion? You mean from our traveling? Making everyone remember Rachel? Rachel. So what'll happen now? make any sense to you? I'm thinking about getting the flask back in my hearse if any of you kids want to join me. We're kids. That's fine. I started when I was your age. Earlier, actually. Well, what can we do? Is there any way to stop this storm? What has begun cannot be undone. And I'm assuming this is probably not your average storm. No. We away the lies all of the lies good I think I think we're on the same side we hoped 
should be. So you want this storm to happen? Yes. And what's going to change when the lies are washed away? Like, will, will that make things better? Will we be able to come out of hiding? I don't know what your future holds. Well, how much time do we have till this storm hits? A couple hours, give or take. Was there any place that we can hide? I mean, I think one of the last places we want to be if there's a giant storm is in the middle of the woods. What are, what are we going to do, though? Everyone, literally everyone knows we're dead and we look dead. But what's going to happen after the storm? Who knows? Maybe they'll think we're alive again. It's not like we can run to our if parents. there's anyone left... Wait, what? They may not care. Oh, hold on. What kind, of, what kind of storm? Anybody left? How big is this storm going to be? Are you talking about a storm that could literally... kill people? That bad? This is not... What you wanted to bring truth. Not if it kills people. But they live a lie. Is it going to kill bad people? He lives a lie. Because I'm in someone else's body. Not you. He means him. Now... Hold on. Hold the phone. What the hell did, what the hell did, did you, you kids do? Did you lie to us? No. Did you lie to me? What did you kids do? Guys, this we, whole town could be technically a lie. I mean, yes. all the fingers gone. All the things that are happening in secret. If this storm is the way he's saying it is, this could literally wipe out our whole town. It could wipe out our parents. Everyone we know. Because did you never wonder? Why it never snowed? Why the flowers bloom year-round? You're just special. You're not. A deal was made. Does this whole town live a lie? Uh, Stonemason, we're aware that sometimes bodies get exchanged as debts. The things that you mentioned, the, the flowers blooming, the no snowing. Are you trying to say that this entire town has a debt? The Stonemason lifts up his hand to reveal ten fingers as he takes this one down. points to you. All right. Pounds of flesh. But Just... He... He didn't make the deal. Who did, though? And they don't deserve to pay for whoever started this. Yeah. They were saying that the deal was made a long time ago. 
Wait. So how is he lying? He doesn't even know. He lives a lie. Is that bad, though? He doesn't know. But he's a part of it. Anything that's happened after this deal is technically living the lie. And now this storm can wipe them all out. Are you talking about my granddad? One of, yes. The many. The abominations. Abomin- what does he mean by that, abominations? The dead walk. The story that your grandma talked about. Yeah, but... She always said the dead would walk in Kolok. The dead would walk in Kolok over and over again. And my, my, my grandfather coming back, and just like all of us, his finger was missing when he came back. Is, is he saying that my grandfather and others like him are responsible for this? He takes a large think stick so. and he starts to dig it into the dirt making a large upside down U two points that reach back out two dots directly in the middle as he then points that stick they've known for so long and they did nothing Hey, what's, th what's that mean? Your grandfather. You don't know how he died. I don't. We. Us. He points referencing most likely other stonemasons in the woods. We built this town. From the ashes of evil. Your grandfather. Nineteen forty-one. says this you see now that he had come from behind you his body perfectly framing in the valley below the town of Kolok picturesque from this vantage point but the dark clouds start to roll in and we will take a short break and be back momentarily We begin again, 4 p.m. on the mountainside 
just southwest of the winery. The stonemason's arms stretched out wide. As the clouds come rolling in, thunder booming below him. I can see my apartment from where we're standing. Yes, you can. And I decide... Just down the valley on the other side of the river. I decide I don't have any time to waste, so I just start running to go to talk to my dad. Mickey Jones starts running down the hill through the woods, past the stonemason with his arms out. He continues staring at the three of you, not even turning to watch her leave. Mickey! Mickey, where are you going? Where are you going? Should we... Should we go after If you do not stop the lie, it will happen again. How do... How do we stop the lie? have already started. You're doing so well, Billy Baker and Marcus Bennett. So what do we do now? Do we follow her? Do we? What else? What? What can we do? We have to stop this. Let them see you. Let them see. What evil brought you here that brought you back? I guess we have to expose ourselves. I can't... I can't let my parents see me like this. Kid, I don't think you have a choice. There's some weird shit going on. I was in a coma for... Ten years, and they had to deal with that. And they're not even like my real parents. Apparently, but they love me. Yeah, which means that if... You're back. They need to know it. I mean, they've already went through this with a coma. Now they can prove that you're still here. But how do we explain it? They're going to try to take me to the doctor, and they're going to find out that I'm, like, maybe actually dead still. Well, according to the stonemason, maybe that's what they need to know. you reach over with your arm to point in his general direction, you realize that the man is no longer there. God dang it. Oh, where'd he go? I don't know. But you hear up on the hill almost instantaneously... Unnaturally, the rhythmic sound of chopping wood. Well, I hear him, but I don't see him. I don't think he's going to give us much more info. Well, they, they speak in riddles and shit. Well, I don't know about you, but I'm going to take a wild guess where Mickey is going, and I'm going to do the same thing. I think I'm going to go home. Can you give me a ride home? Hop in, man. Marcus Bennett, Billy Baker, and Bailey Mickey all turned to make their way down the hill. Marcus Bennett stopped almost immediately in his tracks. You son of a bitch. Sketchy! No, no, don't you sketchy me. I'm mourn for you, motherfucker. Well, I'm back. I was hopping dimensions and then I got back in this body, but every time we hopped dimensions, I was dead. And I didn't see any squirrels in the other dimensions, but... Just want to let you know about that. So there's Cats must have won there. Look, we, we threw an entire tire. Whoa, what was that, Sketchy? I don't know. Shit's getting weird around here. <laughs> sketchy, we have to stop this storm. This is, was that? this is not an ordinary storm. What do you mean? You got something to do with this? Well, you made this shit happen? No. Now you're telling me that you're like Zeus and shit? No. Well, well actually, actually, actually be more right like now. Storm from X-Men, but eh, beside the point. Hold the fuck up. I have questions. Mind you, funeral home owner, (laughs) you see Marcus Bennett standing, motioning 
talking out loud, as a very small six-inch tall squirrel on its hind legs is looking back up at him. He thinks he can talk to squirrels, but I don't really believe it. I can! No one can. You are dead. We threw a party for you. Wait, the squirrels threw a party for me? I mean, it was in, you know, your honor. We, Yeah, we threw a party, man. That's pretty cool. You led us to the great era that we are currently in. We will be writing and talk. Well, we don't write, but we'll be telling these stories for centuries. Well, you're not going to be if this storm happens. This storm is supposed to wipe away all the lies, all the things that Kolok is keeping secret. Anyone involved is going to die in this storm if we don't stop it. Fuck yeah, that sounds awesome. Well, I think that might include talking to squirrels. That's not a real thing. Wait, you think I'm a part of the lie? Well, how? I'm the truth, baby. Well, then, if you're the truth, I how... swim in the truth. Well, then, how do we make sure that I invented the truth? I see, I got it. But then, the, how do we help? How can you help me stop this then? I mean, yes, some things need to be uncovered in this town, but it shouldn't be the point of all these people dying because of something that their ancestors did. Sketchy walks on his hind legs, places a small paw on your left foot, and looks up at you, big eyes. Baby, we want it all to burn. You're helping. We got your back. Whatever you need. You can't stop this. There has to be some way to simultaneously stop the lives without people dying. They're all a part of it. They're not. It's not their fault. It's something their grandmothers and grandfathers did. Not them. They've been paying for it with their fingers. Small price to pay. Well, it's going to be a bigger price. Sky is being held now. She didn't come back, but her whole existence is in danger. And who knows if that's not enough. It could be any of us next. And if I'm not around at some point, what's it going to be for you and your squirrel crew, huh? Well, the cats come back. You think the cats will come back? There are other towns with other cats. We've got a pretty good stronghold here, man, and I think it would be wise for you to show some respect. Well, I'm just saying this. If something happens, and all these people die, and this is open space, eventually the animals come in and take over. And that's probably going to mean a couple of felines. Maybe cats, maybe something that's cat-like, but bigger. Marcus... I need you to understand something. I like you. Look, I really do. Uh-huh. We've been through a lot. Yeah? In the short couple of days that I've known you. <laughs> In that time, I've grown a lot, too. Okay. You see, I think you need me more than I need you. And right now, that's just not playing well with me. What's that supposed to mean? It means I got shit to do. I mourned you, all right? I went through that already. I felt pain deep inside my little squirrel heart. That's not my fault, man. I didn't know that by me leaving this dimension that that was gonna mean I was gonna die. I didn't find out until I got back. Look, I'm, I'm sorry. To say, it takes a lot of nerve to show right back up in here and be, yo, everything you all been planning for the entire existence of your life and many squirrels' generations, just put that on hold for me, Marcus. But you've helped me out before, man. What, did you know this was going to happen? Were you expecting the storm? We've been praying for it. So you want all these people to die. I'm sorry, man. I get it. You want some things out there. You want to live your squirrel life with your brethren, but 
I can't let something happen to my parents or my schoolmates because of something that happened in the past. I can't let them pay for someone else's sins. Marcus, 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 who do you think put you in that quarantine? What? I saw it happen. You? Shit. It was your parents, man. You think they love you? Yes, of course. They're my parents. You're just a test subject. That's not true. That's not true. Yeah. Why don't you ask them? I think I will. Maybe you're afraid of the answer. No. Maybe I'll confront them directly maybe and get the answer. Maybe you should. Yeah. Maybe I should. Maybe I should talk to some more humans for a change. And maybe next time you die, don't call coming back, calling for me, scaring me while I'm sleeping up in my tree, hearing your voice out in the wilderness and shit. Man, that, 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 that does a lot. Well, if you truly cared, you'd come with me. But it sounds like you don't want to, so why don't you stay here? I got an empire to run. Okay, well, let's see how much of that empire is left when the rain comes down. Squirrels don't swim very well from what I've heard. I think he's threatening the squirrel. Hey, dipshit. What? Sketchy blows out into the air. As you see it turning into a misty fog. As you start to feel goosebumps on your arms, a chill starts to come into the valley. We're gonna be up high in those trees. This shit gets buried. As Sketchy runs off up a tree. As he's well, jumping across branch to branch, you hear off in the distance. Catch you later, motherfucker, if you survive. Fine. All right, let's go. I'm going to my parents. Hold on. Hold on. Before you go. Yes, I talked to a squirrel. About that. This is the number to my psychiatrist. Please talk to her. She's lovely. That was a 20-minute conversation with the squirrel. Yeah. Let's go. We usually that just have to stand around and wait until he's done <laughs> talking to the squirrel. Oh, don't let's talk, let's talk about the time you stared into space and talked to some other entity while we were wait, waiting around waiting for you. That's you my what? superpower. Well, so maybe talking to squirrels is mine. I'm pretty sure a superhero that's a that, superpower. Hey, I'm sure a superhero that talks to squirrels would be really cool. There'd probably be a whole comic book series about it, cartoons and everything. Honestly, there was this one time where he called upon a squirrel army and it tore, a, tore apart a bunch of Exactly. Cats. So you insane. might want to back off a little bit on my squirrelisms. You now realize that the stories you had heard are true, in fact. Some people had seen this act happening at the house of Jaina Grace, all of the dead cats supposedly killed by squirrels. You assumed it was bullshit, but now you realize it could have possibly been true. It's like how some people are like, Aquaman can control fish. What a stupid power. But then you watch, you're like, oh, that means sharks too, you know? You know, I always liked Aquaman. All right, fine. You know, I I thought today couldn't get weirder. And then you proved the whole squirrel theory. So uh, we're going to check in on Mickey Jones, who's now arrived at the base of her apartment complex. Mickey, can you roll your brains for me? Difficulty of 10. Eight. Three. Mickey, you have two tokens oh, available. No. I'll use them both. Just to get a little closer. Yep. As you make your way into the front entrance of your apartment complex's lobby, the receptionist, who knows you well, 
Holy fucking shit on a Sunday. It's for a play. It's it's just makeup for a... Oh, wait. I was dead. You're dressing up as a dead girl for a play? <laughs> yes. That is some next level It was method disrespect. acting. That's why everyone thought I was dead. Wait, so now you're telling me you weren't dead? I'm going to go up to my apartment. I'll see you later. Kids these days. Her mama comes in from out of town. Wait, wait. My mom's here? Yeah, mourning a dead girl. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, uh, I'm just going to go up to my apartment and let them know I'm not dead, I guess. Let me call the elevator for you. Thank you. I'm watching you. <laughs> yeah, I get it. Okay. <laughs> the receptionist continues just watching as you cross the lobby. The elevator doors open as you turn and go inside. Kind of leans out. Uh, have, have a nice day. Over the desk to watch the elevator rise up. As you get to your floor and make your way down the hall... You hear the sound of arguing. A familiar sound for you. It's been years, but the way they fight, you wouldn't mistake it for anything. Loudly coming out of your apartment. Um, I'd go up to the door and sort of listen to what they're saying. Your mother blames your father. How were you out of school? Why wasn't she at home? The school mentioned there might have been some problems at home that she had apparently been sleeping over at a friend's house. She's furious. You hear the sound of glass break. Your mother yells some obscenities and starts walking towards the front door. I go to hide behind where, like, it would open towards. Roll your brains. Difficulty of ten. Oh, no. Three. Oh, Mickey. (laughs) You pull yourself up against the back of that door as you kind of cross in as the door slams open hitting you directly in the face as you feel your nose break. But you realize something in this moment. You expect it to hurt. You expect it to hurt badly. But it doesn't. Something's not right with your body. The pain you should be feeling, you don't feel at all. You know it's broken. You hold. As you watch your mother, who you haven't seen in a couple years, angrily storm off down the hallway as the door closes. One drop of blood hits the ground. It's thinned, not right, dark. There's still some 
fluids possibly left in your body. What would you like to do? Uh, I'm going to try to just open the door and go inside. You catch the door before it closes. Slide yourself in as you stop with your head down. You hear the sound of a can hit the floor, half empty. You hear his heavy breathing first. As you look up, you see your father, trembling, standing behind the kitchen counter. Mickey? I... I know you're probably confused and probably really mad at me right now. He closes the distance between you and him within a couple seconds. Before you can finish your sentence, his arms are around you. You feel his embrace as he kind of pulls you back, hand around your head. Oh, Mickey. Mickey. You might not want to look at me right now. No, stop, stop. You're okay. Yeah. You're alive. His hands let go of your face as he takes two steps back and braces himself on the coffee table as he sinks into the couch, his eyes fixated on you his entire way down. There's a lot that I should probably explain to you. And there's probably a lot that you need to explain to me, too. You're not mad? About... What? You're alive! I... I thought you were gone. I'm not. Not yet, anyway. Dad, listen, there's... I don't have a lot of time, and there's a lot going on. Are you... Are you only here for a visit? On your way? To where? Dad, I'm, I'm really here. But something's happening in the town. I know that you're not... You know that Kolak is... Things have been happening here. And you know that you've been doing things here. So I guess this might not be the strangest thing to tell you. But there's a storm coming. And I don't really know what's going to happen to everybody here. I mean, it's just a snowstorm. We haven't had one in about a hundred years. But they've been talking about it on the news. We think... I don't want to talk about a storm. Mickey, you're alive. What happened? They just... Those... Fuckers came out of the woods and they... Just... Fire and... They wouldn't let us inside. For hours. They wouldn't let us inside and then... That... Bitch of... She came out. And nerve to tell us... wouldn't let us see you. I know that you're probably angry right now. And you're probably confused. They didn't kill us. That's not how we died. What? 
There's a lot that I should probably tell you, but I want to get this out of the way first because I don't. Synchronity didn't do this. They held us in quarantine and we didn't know why, and they wouldn't answer any of our questions. But I'm the reason they thought we were dead. I'm going to need you to listen for a minute because this is going to sound kind of crazy. He instinctively reaches to the right of the couch, grabs a beer off of his six-pack, pulls it, his eyes down. As the sound of it pops open, the carbonation releasing from inside, he catches your eyes. I'm sorry, I'm listening. I'm listening. My friends and I, we've been figuring out a lot of secrets of this town. I know that you know Synchronity doesn't tell the truth about what they're doing. Right? I have to tell you something. That girl you asked me about. Rachel, you remember her now. Yeah. I was following her. They told me to follow her. They told me she was gonna... She was gonna disappear and whatever was left I had to... I had to get rid of. I put her shoes in the back of my... My truck with the others. I've done this before. They make you forget every time. It's not your fault. How do they do that? I don't... I don't know. Dad, listen. You, you've screwed up. You screwed up a lot. You've never really been there for me. And the only thing you ever really taught me was how to grow up so fast, I didn't know what childhood I was giving up. Because you can't miss what you never had. But I grew up. And I've learned that you're not the bad guy here. Maybe somewhere along the way, in the drinking, and the lying, and the killing... You did become a bad guy. But you don't have to be. I need your help. I need my dad. So I need you to grow the fuck up and be my dad. Be the good guy. Help us fix this mess. Okay. Okay, what can I do? I got fired. You got fired? Yeah, I got fired. I, was, I, I mean, I, they put you in quarantine. They wouldn't let us see you. So I, I, I did the only thing I knew how to do. I got drunk and I got mad. And I, I guess I, I, I made, I, I fired up a lot of other people too. Um, I, they, they wouldn't let us see you. So I, what, what do you need me to do? Is there anything else that you remember, that you know, about that place? About Synchronity? Yeah. No, they don't let me in. Uh, our station's even outside the building. They don't... They just... They give me extra to... Uh, I'm just assuming that what they had me do for that girl, they've had me do before. They came to me and they said that they had a... A job. And that they had a, a fund set up for 
for you. College fund or something. That's that, why you did this. That they would put it in there if I did it, but now that I know, I remember. I, I've done this before. I've done this a lot. It's not your fault. Did I? Did I kill him? I don't think you killed them. Okay. Okay. What about your friend? The guy who came here to get your things when you were in jail. Who? I don't I don't remember his name. He came here to get your things. He pulled something out of the floor in your in your bedroom. Would he know anything? What well, was in my floor? Well, I don't know. He wouldn't let me see. Well, the fuck? Do you know where he would be? Maybe you can talk to him. I don't I don't know who you're talking about. I didn't send anyone here. You didn't? No. Then how did he know what was in your room? I don't know what's in my room. I don't know. There's, there's something under my floorboard. What the fuck are you talking about, Mickey? I don't... I think I need a drink. Why don't you grab another beer? dad chugs the first one he pauses for a moment looks up at you you see the immediate shame that he feels he wishes he could handle everything that's in front of him but he can't he grabs another It's not your fault, Dad. I just wanted to come here before whatever the storm does. I think that it's bigger than just a snowstorm. I guess you're probably right. You came back. Do you, uh, want to take a shower or something? You look pretty rough. Listen, about that guy. He worked at Synchronity and Security with you. He threatened me when he was here. He pulled a gun on me. And he, he said that he worked with you. What'd he look like? I don't know. Tall and with a gun. I didn't pay close attention. He had it pointed in my face. Threatened to beat me with it. I don't know who it was, but if I find him, I'll kill him. I will. I tried to protect you from them. I tried to keep everything from you, but... You just tell me what you need me to do, okay? And I'll, I'll, I'll do it. T tomorrow. Alright, Dad. As he takes another drink. We go now to the car. 
as it is stopped in front of Marcus Bennett's house. (coughs) Marcus Bennett pauses for a moment before he exits. No lights are on inside. The sun is beginning to go down. gonna go in uh, I think I'm gonna check my dad's office here and see if maybe there's any information I can find whatever happened to us I had this weird feeling that they might know something about it good luck I think I'm gonna I'm gonna have him take me home alright I should probably check in with my parents hey man I don't understand what power you have, just like you don't understand my power talking to squirrels, but if there's any way that you or whatever Mickey has can get us out of this, and it has to be done, no matter the consequence, you may have to do it, man. Yeah. I'll think about it. Alright. Because if we end up in some other dimension, don't have a crush on my girlfriend there. I swear I won't. <laughs> All right, come on, boy. Let's get through this. Yeah. Uh, see you soon. Thanks, Bailey. Kid, I cannot wait to wake up from this drug-infused dream. This has been the weirdest fucking day of my life. I really wish it was a dream, man. All right, I'm going in. So I get out of the car and head to the house. Bailey, Mickey, and... Billy Baker begin making their way towards Billy Baker's house. Bailey, you may not be very good with people, but you do know dead people well enough to know that this corpse is quite nervous and shaken. Kid, you okay? Yeah, yeah. I've just been thinking, like, why do you guys put makeup on I mean I know you said it's for it's for the people that come to the funeral but like why dress up death like that like we're dying dead decomposing why do people need to believe that we look that way that we look like still there when we're not wouldn't it be easier to like rip off the band-aid that's one way to put it I'll tell you this. I fought in Nam, and I saw some shit that I cannot unsee. Sometimes, a little band-aid helps. You know what I mean? Yeah. I've seen some pretty messed up stuff, too, and I can't get it out of my head, so... I guess that makes sense, but also... Why don't we just close the casket? Why do we have to see anything at all? Sometimes we want to remember the best of people. That's why we dress them up. That's why we cake them with makeup in that casket. We don't want to see a corpse. We want to see a person. They want to see a person. It's not a lie. It's trying to recreate who they were. I'm going to lean back in the chair. Just recline back and look up. Do I have any tokens? 
Billy Baker has five tokens available. <clears throat> uh, knock knock. Uh, guy in my head. Yes, Billy. I think I want to. Uh, I think I want to make a change. Billy. I think, um, why are you asking for permission? I'm just a voice in your head. You can do whatever you want, Billy. Okay. I'm gonna do it. Uh, I'm gonna make a change. Billy Baker finds himself on the edge of reality. In good company, though, for he's in the company of himself. What the hell? on? What is what this? What is this? What the? Are you... Are you me? me? I was about to make out with a girl. No, you weren't. No, you weren't. Hold up. We're all Billy. Looks like it. This is crazy. This is just a dream, so it's whatever. No, I did this. I want to change it. I hate this. I wasn't going to say anything. But you look terrible. What happened to you, me? I died and came back to life. Kind of a running theme for me. This me. It sucks. I just want to be normal again. Normal? Are you normal over there with, like, friends and stuff? I have a friend. Yeah, Tibby. Tibby. Yeah, Tibby. Uh, yeah, I guess you know, but what it was was better than this. Are you sure? I bet bullies don't pick on you when you're dead. They trash you. Us. Because we're dead stupid. They always find a way. What if they couldn't? What do you mean? I think I brought us all together. Because I can... I can change things. I made my friends, my other real friends, older kids. I made them remember Rachel. Who? She was awesome. She's dead. But I made them remember. I have powers. Bullshit. Seriously, I can make people see things. I can make their reality change. I can make this normal. I'd like to use my power to make everyone see us as normal, my friends and I, uh, and to make myself a cool kid. No more coma boy. Billy Baker has five tokens available. Are you sure, Billy, that you want to do this? Yeah. I, uh, I don't belong here. It's not technically my home, but I can make it my home. I can make it the place I want to be. I just got to put some makeup on it. I will say, with only five tokens available, however this pans out, you'll have to stay with the result, okay? I'm going to ask that you roll a d20. Eleven. Billy Baker begins to close the metaphorical walls that surround him and his counterparts. They feel themselves suffocating, the air being taken from their lungs, pressure, it pushes down, down. Billy Baker rewrites his own history, or at least how it would be perceived. This is in fact a lie, but a successful one. 
Billy begins to see the Billies around him being taken, reformed, reused, displaced, the pressure pushing them out of whatever reality they may belong to, folding it in onto itself to give Billy, our Billy, exactly what he wants. Everything comes at a cost, Billy, or did you forget, or do you just not care? Whatever is good Wait, for what's you, going Billy, on? but only our not like this. Billy. I take it back. I want to take it back. It's too late, Billy Baker. The choice has been made. begin again. 8 p.m. March 8, 1991. Billy Baker, your eyes open to a blue sky. It's late evening. This mid-March, the sun should be setting soon. Bailey, Mickey. There is a 15-year-old boy in your hearse next to you. You don't know who the fuck he is or how he got in your car. <laughs> uh, thanks for the ride. The fuck? Uh, remember? <laughs> he does not. And I will say, Bailey Mickey, this appears to be a very average-looking boy. He's healthy, which would be unusual to say in a normal circumstance, but just for clarification. Yeah, uh, my bike had a flat tire, and you said you'd give me a ride home. Remember? 
Roll your charisma or your charm. Uh, difficulty of six. Ten. You believe him. I don't remember. But I'm on all the drugs, man. <laughs> you should get some water. Don't tell me what to do. I'm a mortician. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're right. I gotta cope somehow. Sorry. All I do is deal with dead bodies. Now get the hell out of here. All right. <laughs> Billy Baker exits the hearse. It worked. Oh, I gotta tell. I gotta tell Marcus and Mickey. Marcus Bennett. You walk up to the front of your house. Before you go to turn the knob, you stop. You pause. Time appears to move by rather quickly, or maybe it's just that you're moving quite slowly. As the clouds part, the sun and its final hours peering in to this beautiful valley. The door opens for you. Marcus, what are you wearing? Coma boy did it. Who's Coma boy? Oh. Your mother asks. Oh, I'm sorry. Hi, mom. Um. Yes, Marcus. Trick question. You weren't planning on going to any funerals anytime soon, were you? Why would I be going to a funeral, Marcus? <laughs> oh, boy did it! <laughs> oh, I, I, I mean, um... Who's Coma Boy? Who are you talking about? Oh, you, you know Coma Boy mm, in the town. No, never heard of Coma Boy. Marcus, are you okay? Billy Baker! Everyone knows he was in the coma for ten years and he came back and... And I'm sorry, I know who Billy Baker is, but was he never in a coma? I don't how would I know what Billy Baker's done with his life? Marcus, I, uh, are you hanging out with freshmen now? I'm tutoring him in life. He's real book smart, but he doesn't know like how to, you know, hang out with people, so I'm like I'm socially tutoring him. Okay, good for you. Alright. Yeah. Um That's great. Can I can I come in to my own house? <laughs> uh Yeah. Marcus. I actually want to talk to you and dad, if that's okay. Okay. Uh honey, Marcus is home. He wants to talk to us. Your father comes out of his study and makes his way towards the living room as he sits down. The chair turns on the large screen TV. Yeah, what do you want? Look, I know you guys are very secretive about a lot of things when it comes to your job, but secretivity. I I want to know more about it. Uh, he shares a glance with your mother. She sits down next to him. Marcus, uh, what's, uh, <laughs> what's this all about? I was just thinking that I'm going to be going to college soon, and I need to start learning about my future and the different things that I might want to do, and since both of my parents work at some place in this town, I just figured as their child, I should 
learn a little bit more about it in case that's the path I want to choose in the future. Okay, well, I mean... Tomorrow you can come into the office. Uh, oh, wait, you have school on Monday. Um, I mean, we, you know, sure. Let's let's work on that. Yeah. I'll talk to my supervisor and see what we can't figure out. That'd be great. I can't wait to learn so much more about everything you do. The football game's not on. I thought it was Sunday. No game this week? Huh. Alright. Well, uh, yeah, well, I'll, I'll talk to my supervisor in the morning and we'll figure something out. That sounds great. Okay. Your father gets back up, turns off the TV, and sad that the game that he thought was going to be on wasn't on. Alright, well... I'm going to go, um, you know, work on my schoolwork or something, you know. All right. Typical typical teenager antics. Do you. And, um, we haven't seen Rachel in a while. When's she going to come by? Say, wait, what? Your girlfriend, Rachel, you keep saying you're going to invite her over for dinner? I'll be right back. And I, I want to run out. I'm run, running out of the house. I want to Marcus run. Bennett runs out of the house. I want to run to Rachel's house. Marcus Bennett runs to Rachel's house. And then I knock on the door. The door opens by Tara Jewell, Rachel's mother. Marcus, I was I was just about to call you. Ha- have you seen? Have you talked to Rachel? I, I'm having the weirdest headache. I, 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 I feel like I, have you have you have you talked to Rachel? I was actually coming over to see her. I got word that she might be here, and word. I mean really here. If you know what I mean. Well, she you should. Don't. She should be here. She she. She should be. Lenny's not here either. Maybe. I wonder if she's with Skye. You you know her friend Skye, right? Yeah, I do. Okay. Um. If you talk to Skye, maybe ask her. I I tried calling her house, but her parents said they hadn't seen Skye either. Huh. Can I. Can I use your phone? Of course. Um, I'm going to go in. I want to call Billy. Billy Baker. You're walking up to the front of your house. You hear the phone ringing inside. You hear your mother pick it up. Billy Baker's mom picks up the phone. Hello? Hi, uh, uh, Ms. Baker? Yes. It's it's Marcus Bennett? Okay. Marcus Bennett? Yes. Do, are you selling something for a fundraiser? Or? No, 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 no. I, I know Billy Baker. I want to speak with him. Oh, of course you do. He's hanging out with seniors now, isn't he? Yeah. I'm socially tutoring him. Like really? He, he, yeah, he's your son. You know what's up. 
he needs some help with the life stuff. Like, I'm helping Why him. Why would he need help with life stuff? Because he's good with books, but he's not good with communicating and socializing and that sort of thing. So I'm kind of helping him out. I've heard a lot of things about Billy in my time, but I've never heard that. What? What, is he, like, cool or something now? I, I'm confused. Would you like to talk to Billy? I would, did actually. I over, did I overhear any of that? <laughs> You've just heard your mom on the phone as you just kind of walk through the front door, and your mom without pause, Billy, I think the phone's for you. Hey, Marcus. What did you do? I, I took your advice. Yeah? It worked. Well, something worked, but... There's a lot of differences going on, man. Like, everyone knows Rachel now, like, but knows her as if she's still alive. But now I still don't know where she is. And your mom said that you are, like, apparently socializing better now. Oh, yeah. So I made myself cool now. What do you made yourself cool? Everyone thinks I'm cool now. Wait, Billy, are we in some kind of no, no, twist it's, dimension that you've made up? So my degree of success was that uh, people forgot some days, yes? Is that how it's working? Five days have gone missing from the town of Kolok. The people you're currently communicating with maybe have not figured that out just yet, Billy Baker. But I know. You rolled over a ten, so in this current situation, all records, all documents cease to exist somehow the last five days are lost to the town of Kolok. I'm sure it won't take them long to realize wherever it is they are, wherever it is they're currently watching is not the day they thought it was. You've forged a new reality for them, Billy Baker. I'm sure everything will be fine. Yeah, so, uh, I solved our big problem that, um, people thought we looked dead, uh, we still look dead, but they don't see that. They just see us as normal people. And they also see me as cooler than I used to be. Uh, so Way everything's throw that in there for as a bonus. Pretty much the same, except that uh, I don't think anyone remembers like the last five days at all. And nothing exists so, to prove that those days existed. So and I look over and make sure like Rachel's mom isn't close. But, so you're saying that Rachel is still yeah, gone? Rachel, yeah, she's, she's gone forever. Can't bring her back. And what about Sky? What about her body? Marcus Bennett realizes in this moment. Great question. The memory of Rachel remains. To this world, Rachel will be missing, and they will be looking for her. Might be hard to explain Sky Hawkins as well. All right, man. I'm gonna check in with you later. All right. Yeah. So I hang up the phone. Ms. Jewel, I'm, you're probably right. She's probably hanging out with Sky. They're probably okay. doing like cheerleading or whatever, makeup, playing Mall Madness. Who knows? Kind of weird for her to take Lenny along. Oh, well, you know how little brothers are. They always want to hang out with their big sisters, see what the life is like of a teenager. I'm sure everything is going to be okay. I'm just going to leave right now, though. But okay. thank you so much. Okay, I'll let her know you stopped by. But please, if you do see her, tell her to call home. I just have the weirdest feeling. I weirdly give the mom a hug. <laughs> okay, Marcus. Because I just feel bad. I- I'm sorry, I just... Okay. Rachel obviously just cares about you a lot, and we obviously care about her. I oh, want to tell you that. Okay. I- thank-, thank you, Marcus. You're 
sweet boy. I just walk out. Mickey Jones. For a moment, you're not sure if it's the alcohol or something else. <laughs> but your father's looking at you differently now. He looks at the world a little differently now. It takes him a moment as he scans his surroundings. It's not unusual to find himself in the situation he's currently in. But he's looking at you differently. And that's when you see through the window outside, the storm is gone. The sky is clear, a bright blue. Uh, I must have drank too much last night. Mickey, what, what day is it? Um, you know what? I don't think I could even tell you. What? Do you remember? What's the last thing you remember? Huh? What did you do the last what's the last thing that you did? I was hanging out at the bar last night. I, 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 right. Did I do something? Did, did, uh, did we get in a fight again? No. We didn't. You still have work, right? Uh, yeah, 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 oh, oh sh- sh- shit, if I was at the bar last night, I gotta, I, 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 I gotta go, um, uh, I, I, I gotta go, uh, shit, your father runs around the apartment, grabs a couple things, you notice that he grabs a pair of binoculars, and a camera with a long lens on it. Something that, in the past, in his job of security, you didn't take too much notice of, but given the information that you have now, you're able to piece together, if you succeed this brain's roll, difficulty of four. Well, that's exploding. Four? Okay, that's... Twelve. Twelve. (laughs) He believes that needs to be following Rachel. Because he believes Rachel is not gone yet. He is for sure missing some days. Uh, I, I gotta go to work. Um, I'll, I'll be home late tonight. Don't, don't wait up. Yeah. Alright. I'll be here. Dad, take care of yourself. Uh, okay, oh, okay, Mickey. Uh, th- there's fish sticks in the f- in the freezer. I can feed myself. All right, all right. Thanks, Dad. Bailey, Mickey. Quite confused, you pull into the funeral home parking lot. Make your way inside. unable to really piece together anything about the last couple hours. And as you sit at your desk 
and you look at the calendar with the torn off tabs. It's Friday, March 8th. You could have swore it was Sunday. Huh. You begin looking through the papers on your desk. They're blank. Just a stack of blank pages. As you get up from your desk and head into the morgue, something quite strange catches your eye. The pump for the cooler is moving. A lot, actually. As you kind of make your way down, you can feel a couple of these are on. As you pull open one, you reveal an high school girl. A toe tag reads the name Sky Hawkins. It's in your handwriting. You close it, open the next. You recognize this man immediately, the county prosecutor, Jacob Jewell, your handwriting. You have no memory of placing this body here. And then again, Nathan Kaiser, You've seen him at the bar before. Gunshot wound to the face. Your handwriting. More surprisingly, as you turn, you also see one pulled out. There was a body in it. You don't remember removing it. And four operating tables, you only owned one. Why would you need four? Your assistant walks in, Darla. Um. Uh. Mr. Mickey? Why do we have all these tables here? I was hoping you would tell me, Darla. Did you not do these? Darla? No, Mr. Mickey? Um, there's someone in the casket? waiting room? I thought you should, uh, know. Cat in the casket? Uh, th- th- there's someone in the, c- the c- casket? <clears throat> I, um...
don't remember. I, I don't remember doing it. Darla. She has scars up her arms. Uh, did you? Nathan? Do you remember doing this? What? Na Nathan. Did I write this? Did I file him away? As you pull open the cooler, the body. <gasps> I, I, no, no, no. Darla, what the fuck is going on? How the fuck am I supposed to know? It's your damn building. I'm sorry, Mr. Mickey. Um, I'm I'm obviously a little stressed here. It's, it's fine. Uh, there's there's a lot of dead bodies, in this uh, in your building, your building, your building. Um, and uh, I, I I think I'm gonna I think I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna go. Sit down. I have a theory. I, I I'm gonna stand and I'm. I'm I think, Darla, and the evidence is pretty clear, I think someone broke into the building with these dead bodies, <laughs> filed them away, uh -huh. mimicked my handwriting. As you're saying all this, she's picking up the phone. Uh-huh. And then waltzed on out of here. Okay. Before delivering nine... The casket. Who are you calling? No one. Good. I thought you were dialing 911 or something. Definitely Anything. not. Good. That would be ludicrous. Also, what day is it today? And why are these blank? Am I losing my mind, Darla? Oh. Uh, hello? I, I think my boss murdered some people. This was a bad drug trip. Darla. Send, send, send the sheriff now. Yes. Who, who is that? Mr. Who are you on the phone with? N no one. Okay, good. Keep... Keep going. Send help now. It's all blank. This is the worst dream I've ever had. I'm gonna get some water. Would you like some water, Mr. Mickey? I would Mickey? love a water. She turns and runs as quickly as she can out of the double doors as you just kind of hear her running and then you hear the outer door of the building open and slam shut. As you kind of move to the side through the double doors, you see out the window outside Darla just running down the street away. It's a long way to go for water. <laughs> and that is where we're going to end tonight's episode. <laughs> thank you for listening to Colock 1991. I cannot thank you enough for choosing to spend your valuable time in this chop shop Pontiac Trans Am limousine with us. Let us know you enjoy the show on social media with hashtag Kolok1991. That's K-O-L-L-O-K 1991. Until next time, passengers.